Faith, Love, and Therapy, a podcast to inspire and encourage. I'm your host, Jamie Johnson. I'm a clinical social worker working in the mental health field for the last 10 years. I believe this podcast is God-inspired and will be God-led. I thank you for joining me for another episode of Faith, Love, and Therapy. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me at faithlovetherapy at gmail.com. Again, that's faithlovetherapy, gmail.com. Today's episode, I would like to call Gratitude in Every Season. As we are approaching the holiday season this year, I think it feels a little bit different for most of us. If we think about years past in this pandemic, we're definitely not living in the same type of season. We're not celebrating the same way. We're not with family for most of us. We're not, a, we're not gonna be able to travel because of this pandemic. But I wonder if we can still be grateful in this season. I know a lot of people have expressed a lot of negativity about 2020, um, but are we still able to walk in faith and trust that God is still in control? This season for me has always been reflective. And so when I look back, I can look back in my journals, I can look back, you know, Facebook reminds you of everything. I can look back on my memories and I can see a pattern where during this season, I'm always rather introspective. I'm always thinking about what the year has brought and the fact that we're very close to the end of the year. And in previous years, I will say that I focused on what I had not accomplished throughout the year. But this year feels rather different. This year, I seem to be looking more at the hand of God, and I'm not worrying that I've messed up, fallen short, or that I've just missed an opportunity. I think the beginning of this year kind of set the stage for me when I actually saw myself uh, in my head. I saw myself uh, in a place of freedom. I was actually dancing. If people know me, they know I do not dance. Uh, But in this kind of vision or this moment I was having during a soaking session, um, which is really kind of sitting with God and listening to music and allowing him to just hear your heart and you hear his. And in that moment, I saw myself dancing. I wasn't dancing by myself. I was dancing with other people around me. But it was just very um, new for me. And after seeing that, the the immediate, immediately the word that came to me was freedom. And I feel like 2020, although it, although it has restricted many of us in different ways, if we really look at the hand of God, it has been an opportunity to expose a lot of things, mainly truth. And in truth, there's freedom. And so I recognize that God has really begun to shift things for many people. And I'm just hoping that most of us, many of us, can, can see the hand of God, and we can operate from a place of gratitude. If I think about um, my journey and this particular uh, process, um, I believe in therapy. I've been in therapy. I continue to go to therapy. Uh, I think I started therapy probably in about 2012, maybe maybe a little earlier, um, and I've had the same therapist consistently, um, and I see her on and off as needed. Um, And I think the process has been really liberating for me. I remember going because I felt stuck, specifically in my career, and I didn't know what direction I wanted to take. Um, And through the process of therapy, I've had to redefine a lot of things. If I go back a little further than that and and talk about my journey, uh, just emotionally, I've shared in previous podcasts that I did struggle with depression when I was a teenager. Um, I had a lot of hurt and I had a lot of shame. I had a lot of anger. I didn't necessarily express my anger 
uh, in ways that people would typically imagine, you know, getting angry and throwing things or having or being a disruptive child. I was actually very quiet. Um, and I kept a lot of my feelings to myself, which led to my depression because I had not created the space to feel um, capable or safe enough or I, w I don't know the word, but I didn't feel like I could really express myself uh, or what I was going through. And so depression began to develop as I kept all of my feelings to myself. During that time, I was um, treated pretty poorly in school. Um, I was bullied. I was you know, pushed around, I was called a lot of names, and I was not supported. I have several memories of um, actually teachers not being supportive and, and kind of reinforcing the message that my feelings didn't matter. And so it kind of became this ongoing struggle for me to share uh, who I am or what I'm struggling with or what I'm feeling. And that kind of built up throughout you know, my childhood and then going into college, I was already very, you know, shy, very reserved. And I, that particular narrative continued in my head. And so after I graduated from grad school and I'm in my first real job and I'm trying to, you know, be a therapist, be a counselor, I was actually working with um, youth at the time. And I found myself wrestling with what I was doing versus who I, you know, what I thought I was capable of and just feeling more and more like I was making the wrong decision. And so I decided to go to therapy and my therapist who I love and is wonderful, find you a good therapist that you love and you can, you know, talk to and, and stick with if you can. Um, but my therapist at the time really helped me to dig into what was going on inside of me and to be clear and be able to articulate feelings that I had not articulated before. And, you know, in therapy, everyone's like, I don't want to go and cry and tell people my business. But it's a space that allows you to unpack things that you've never unpacked before. And when you can see everything that you're carrying, it makes it easier for you to function in life. And so in my therapy process, I had to redefine a lot of things. I had to redefine the messages that I learned in childhood. I had to redefine what people were saying about me. Because as children, we take those things on as truth. It's not, it's not something where we tend to uh, process it out and say, well, I know I'm not that. When we are bullied, we take on what we're said, what, what's said about us. When we are you know, treated poorly, we tend to think less of ourselves. And so to really have to dig those things up from the root, that process you know, takes some time. And, and it's almost like it has to come up in layers because you don't realize how deep uh, specific moments or events that um, that have happened to you or that you've experienced, you don't know how deep they go. And so I have gone to therapy over the course of several years because there are layers to the things that I have thought and experienced and really still struggling to be free in my emotions and be free in, you know, my, un my relationship with God because it affects how it affects how you relate to God. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways from therapy. Um, there are several, but one of the biggest takeaways is how my inability to express myself or be okay with my emotions showed up in my relationship with Christ. In that my prayers at one point would always be kind of uh, passive. And I would never say everything that I felt uh, until it got to a place where I had no other choice. And then you become so emotionally heavy that, you know, you can't, you really can't hold back. And, um, and I, 
I truly believe the Holy Spirit really begins to minister to us when we are trying to, um, when we're trying to draw nearer, but there are a lot of barriers. So I began to really release uh, in therapy and that translated to also my conversations with God and being able to um, really get to know him and know myself. One of the things that was amazing that I realized in therapy is that um, I hid behind the word humility and I struggled to celebrate. And I had to redefine those words. Um, I had to redefine um, how we celebrate, how I celebrate. You know, by definition, it is, you know, kind of this public outward uh, acknowledgement, praise, uh, or honor. And the part that got me was that it was public. And I tend to, again, struggle with being what I, what feels like exposed. I tend to struggle with sharing uh, outside of that small group of those that I trust. And so it's hard for me to celebrate me. It's hard for me to celebrate my accomplishments. Even in this podcast, it's hard for me to share. Uh, and again, that's why I'm still in therapy, so I can continue to work on this stuff. But it's hard for me to share because I struggle with being uh, so visible because visibility was equated with uh, being being treated poorly. You know, when you're bullied, you like to hide. And so out of that, um, I locked on to my relationship with church. I locked on with my relate. I re- locked into a relationship with church that was not necessarily centered on God, but it was centered on the feedback from church people. And so I felt uh, supported. I felt loved. You know, when when kids are involved in church, adults in church, the elders tend to really you know high five, celebrate. Oh, you're doing great things. Oh, God loves you. God's gonna. And those things are absolutely true. But the relationship can become distorted because I felt that that was home because that's where I was accepted. And so I had to really look at that place of humility uh, and that humility for me was a way for me to hide. I could say because I was kind of shy and bashful and I didn't want anyone to see me uh, that I was just humble. You know, I didn't want to talk about what I was doing because I was just humble. And there is you know, there is a quality of humility. I'm not saying I'm not a humble person, but I think with redefining humility and understanding that their humility is really obedience and there's a level of service that's attached to humility. And so although I didn't want to be public because of my insecurities and I wanted to hide, but when you redefine and understand what things truly mean and what they mean from a spiritual perspective, um, obedience and service is not is not going to allow you to hide. It's not going to allow you to hide. And understanding that celebration is really acknowledging and honoring and understanding that the importance of not just celebrating ourselves, but celebrating who made us, celebrating our creator. When we, when we give, when we are gracious or, or excuse me, express gratitude, we're not expressing gratitude from a space of this is me, but expressing gratitude from a space of this is what God has done through me. And that's been a journey that I have accomplished with or that I'm working to accomplish with uh, therapy and with uh, my relationship with Christ. I think when we begin to really understand who God is uh, and who we are through God, we can't do anything but be grateful with an authentic relationship, we have to be grateful for who he is and what he's doing. And if in this season, in 2020, if we can't see anything else, 
Um, I'm sure we could focus on everything that's negative. We can focus on what's going on politically. We can focus on the pandemic. There's so many things that we can say. Um, and I've heard many people say that, you know, they're waiting for 2021 because 2020 was trash. Um, and if we take a moment to really have some perspective of what we found out, of what we see, of what we know, that really is an opportunity to give thanks that we're no longer being hidden, that we're no longer in a place where we can't see what is right before us. Um, many people, I, I think, kind of prophesied or, or whatever they wanted to, they titled 2020 the year of vision and uh, 2020 vision and all of that. And um, it really is. I mean, it's given us an opportunity to see things from a different perspective. But is your lens, is your lens uh, something that God has placed before you or is it the lens of the world? Because those are two different, those are two different perspectives. If we take time to really look through the lens of Christ and see the hand that he has on his people, um, to see the hand that he has on the world, no matter how messed up things look, he is always in control. And that means things will never end the way that they started. That means he has a purpose and he has a plan. And so in this season, I'm hoping that we can all identify something to be grateful about that we can all begin to express gratitude uh, for what God is doing, even when we can't see it. We have to change our perspective. We have to, we have to redefine uh, things in a way that um, is loving and that is kind. Uh, Philippians 4 and 8 reminds us, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. What is taking up our mental space? Are we focusing on those things that are true and honest and of good report, those things that are pure? Can we find those things in our life? If not, do we need to change our perspective? Do we need to redefine? Do we need to make some adjustments? Do we need to come at it from a place of gratitude? Many therapists will encourage their, uh, their clients uh, to start a gratitude journal, especially those that are um, in the faith-based therapy services, a gratitude journal. Because when you're able to shift your perspective, when you're able to focus on the things that are good, the things that are uh, honest, the things that are true and just, you are able to lift your mood in a way that uh, external things just can't do. Being able to redefine how you think about your life and about the people in your life impacts you greatly. I think if we take that particular scripture into this season, into the end of 2020, and we prepare um, to have a different shift, a different mindset, a different perspective that will carry us through into 2021 and plant seeds of hope rather than feeling as though we don't have the ability or, or things are not going to get better. If we are able to focus on what is good and what is kind, if we are able to change our perspective, if we are able to redefine how we, um, how we celebrate, how we love, understanding who God is and what he's doing, even if we don't have all the answers, if we're trusting that his word is true, then we have to understand that he is still in control and there is a plan and a purpose for our life. So as we move into this ho holiday season, I'm hoping everyone express a sense of gratitude 
and focus on those things rather than focusing on everything that's been difficult because we have made it. If we're still here and you're listening to the podcast, we've made it further than some have this year with COVID-19. We've lost a lot of lives. And so just giving thanks for the family that's around, giving thanks for uh, the year that is to come uh, will give us the opportunity to start the year off in a different perspective.